0: Welcome campers! I'm your camp counselor, Alicia, and for the next three weeks, you will be joining me and my co-counselors, Ashley and Jeremy, as we take you on a trip into the great outdoors. Being outside is full of wonder, excitement, endless possibilities, new experiences, and new friends. But sometimes, sometimes things just aren't always as wonderful and carefree as they may seem. While you're out roasting marshmallows for s'mores, someone may be lurking right on the tree line. While you're snuggled in your sleeping bag, as the crickets lull you to sleep, maybe someone is patiently waiting to hear your breathing slow, signaling that you're asleep and vulnerable. That rustling of leaves? Maybe it wasn't just the wind. That brushing up against your tent? Maybe it wasn't just the person next to you moving in their sleep. The sound of twigs snapping? Maybe it wasn't just an animal. Maybe, just maybe, the great outdoors aren't so great after all.
1: Hey, Murd Nerds. I'm sure you noticed um, last week that we're starting to do something a little different in honor of the summer season. We are out here at the campground recording our Camp Murd Nerds edition. Woo-hoo. woo if you're new here enthusiasm. Whoa. If you're new here, what a great time to listen for your first time. Alicia and I are here to talk murder with everyone and joined as always by, by our producer Jeremy. Woo! I'm here for Jeremy. Yeah. Jeremy. <laughs> And a few of his friends.
0: Yeah, we have an audience today.
1: Yes. So Jeremy was kind enough to let us come hang at his campsite. He set up all this wonderful equipment to make Camp Murder Nerds possible. So thank you, Jeremy. You're very welcome. Thank you, Who are you
2: showing that to, by the way? You?
1: I'm you. presenting it to the people. <laughs> Ghost people. <laughs> it's really nice out here. I haven't even been camping this year, aside from like pitching the tent in my mom's yard with Keegan and all them. <laughs> So this that's is
0: weird a- that you'd pitch a tent in front of your mom. I know, right?
1: <laughs> She's a good-looking lady. Okay,
0: <laughs> she doesn't even listen, so she couldn't even hear the compliment.
1: Right? Fucking crazy. Fuck God. <laughs> so we're recording all three camp episodes this evening tonight um, for our Camp Murderers edition. And when we recorded episode twenty-six, it was very light, and it was. Kind of, you know, those yes, golf was carts everywhere. I'm going to fucking kill her. <laughs> <laughs> but now the sun has gone down, and mm. Bobby has this beautiful garden with all these lights, and it's just beautiful out. I'm just looking at Bobby. She's just so beautiful. Where is she? Oh, she's right there. <laughs> joining us again, Bobby.
2: She wanted to come out and hang out with the crowd.
1: Hey.
2: We love this crowd. Mm-hmm. It's a great crowd.
1: Yeah, let's give a round of applause for the crowd. Yay! Thanks, crowd. So this lo- is an impromptu live episode right <laughs> now. <laughs> so
2: how do you like that, Team Tejas?
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 and that's an Aussie. That's an Aussie. Um, so as we announced in last week's episode, we listened, we hear you, and we thank you. We are ready to officially expand our case options outside of just unsolved cases in Indiana. We still plan to to cover Indiana cases oh, yeah. yes, but just not as frequently as we were before. So we're ready to take this new journey and see where we end up here. Little leap. Little leap. Our bellies are full. I'm scared. My pants are undone. I'm ready to fucking
0: party. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Roy's not even here. <laughs> well, yeah. Calm. I ate so much chip in
1: <laughs> Yep. But uh, this episode is a doozy. So probably not as bad as last week. Last week was horrible. I had to
0: start it off really bad. That had set the bar hate. really high. Yeah, you
1: did. You did. But you know what? It's it's only uphill from here. Well, that's, that's it's not, not good to say. It's nope. not. Nope. It just <laughs> all still sucks. still murder. <laughs> it all sucks.
2: Is there no doggy murder in this one?
1: Uh, there is a dog, and we'll talk about that when we get to oh, it. Oh, the suspense. Oh, wow. There Are we going to piss
0: off all the dog listeners? No, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe your episode.
0: I promised there wasn't going to be dog murder. Man, you I... did.
1: You literally did. And then literally said, this dog So died. much dog murder. <laughs> You're going to
2: have to make a donation to the Humane Society now.
0: Don't let it
1: be scooby <laughs> <laughs> Um... Just a quick trigger warning. This does involve child murder and rape. More dead kids. Yes. And rape. So if that's not something that you can hear right now, no problem. We'll see you next time. There's no hard feelings there. Um, Yeah, next time
0: there definitely won't be any dead kids. There
1: won't? There will be. Oh, okay. no. So, All three of these episodes
0: have What is up
2: with that? children
1: we saw. Well, oh, camping generally God. involves children, so that's to be expected. There's no children here. Well,
2: uh, Yeah, Jeremy. thank you so
1: much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. You're fine. So, for those of you sticking around, we're going to talk about a case out in Oregon uh, known as the Cowden Family Murders. Now, before you start, mm-hmm.
0: is it- is it Oregon or is it Oregon?
1: Um, I use it interchangeably. Jeremy, why are you smiling? I don't have an
2: answer for that.
1: <laughs> it's Oregon, Oregon, technically, but I mean, we're lazy. Crowd,
0: is it Oregon or Oregon? Oregon. Right. Oregon. There you go. okay. We're going to go with Oregon. It's
1: lax speech. When you're lax speeching, it's Oregon. Okay. Just curious.
2: I have no idea. If it's Oregon, me.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Oregon. Well, I think it like New Orleans and... No, Nolan. Nolan.
2: It's Nolan. Nola. If
1: you're from there, yeah. yeah. Okay. The Cowden family consisted of Richard Cowden, age 28, his wife, Belinda, she was 22, their children, David, who was five, and Melissa, who was five months. They lived in White City, Oregon, Oregon, for those um, educated folks.
0: Wait, so how old was she when she had her son then? 17?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Um, And we'll get into that. Hold on. And he was 23. Just Can I (laughs) speak? (laughs) God! Richard wasn't David's father. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um... Belinda had been married before Richard, so David was not Richard's biological son. This was not to say there. that there was... <laughs> this was Sorry. not to say that there was any issue there. From all accounts, Richard had been in David's life for a few years now and loved him as his own. Richard supported his family working as a, logger, a logging truck driver. Logger, right? Yeah. Same thing. Um, so, that weekend... Labor Day weekend, he was actually planning on hauling some gravel for his driveway and um, just like doing all the work, laying the gravel, flattening it out whatever, doing work around his home um, but the truck that he was going to rent wasn't running that weekend <laughs> Who was it? That was Phil <laughs> 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 so since the truck wasn't running, uh, the family made last minute plans to go camp up in the Siskiyou Mountains. Oh you did that well. Right? Did that sound legit? I don't I know. It. I don't I did not uh, check. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it.
2: Is that on the Oregon Trail?
1: No, it's not <laughs> the Oregon Trail. We would die of dysentery if it was. Terrible. Um so <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just keep going.
1: Um, okay, so the Siskiyou Mountains were... Uh, nope, nope, nope. That's not right. Um, <laughs> so they made last-minute camping plans in the Siskiyou Mountains to camp by Carberry Creek in Copper, Oregon. This was uh, Labor Day 1974.
2: Wow, that's a mouthful.
1: Yeah. Yep, lots of names. The Siskiyou Mountains are a coastal subrange of the Klamath Mountains, uh, located in actually like northwestern California and southwestern Oregon. They extended in an arc for approximately a hundred miles east of Crescent City, California, uh, northeast along the <laughs> <laughs> northeast along the north side of the Klamath River into Josephine and Jackson counties in Oregon. So the mountain range forms a barrier between the Klamath River to the south and the Rogue River to the north. Lots of so geography. We're in Oregon. Yeah, <laughs> Oregon. We're in Oregon. Oregon mountains, river, camping. Camping. <laughs> yes. Um, much of we're the camping. range. More <laughs> <We're> camping. <laughs> much of the range is within the Rogue River, Siskayu um, and. Okay, I'm going to stop talking about that. The facts of where this is. <laughs> um, on Friday, August 30th, the Cowden family loaded their 1956 Ford pickup. Um, also joining them, their dog, Basset Hound, named Droopy. Oh Isn't that the Droopy. best name for a Basset Hound? It's pretty good.
2: Basset
0: Hound?
1: Yes. Um, so the family got to the. A campground near the creek an area that they had frequented in the past all of them even the five month old had been there before um they parked their truck on Carberry Creek Road which was a short distance from the campsite so they probably parked on the road and then walked into the right, woods right. would be my assumption um so on September 1st 1974 Richard Cowden and his son David arrived at the Copper General Store at approximately 9 a.m. um When they were there, they purchased milk. That's all they needed. They just grabbed a gallon of milk. Mm -hmm. Um, Ruth, who was Belinda's mother, which is Richard's wife, um, she managed the store. So, you know, she sold them the milk. They said their goodbyes. And the boys began to walk back to their campsite. And then that was actually the last time that anybody had reported seeing anybody in the Cowden family alive. Oh. Huh.
2: Um
1: questions already Jeremy
2: (laughs) I had a question now I forgot it go ahead
1: Okay. Um, so they had plans with Ruth that evening Um, they were supposed to go over there for dinner as she lived less than a mile from the campground when the family did not show for dinner she called her friend Guy for help and then they went down to the campsite just to see what the delay was so when they arrived uh, Belinda and her family were nowhere to be found all of their belongings however were still at the campsite There was a plastic dishpan full of water that lay on the ground. The baby. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Jesus. It was for droopy. Um, So now I lost my spot. Hold on. (laughs) I thought it was for dishes.
2: Son of a bitch. I'm so bad at this game.
1: So a plastic dishpan full of cold water lay on the ground. Um, and on the picnic table sat the keys to the family's truck as well as Belinda's purse. There was also a diaper bag along with their fully assembled camp stove. Like, they were also just out in plain view. And also the carton of milk that Richard and David had purchased earlier that morning. That was going to be a question. Where was sat the milk? Sat on the table, half drank. So they obviously... They drank half a gallon of milk already? I mean, a baby... That and can't
0: have milk. It can only have formula or it's breast just the milk.
1: 70s. You can feed baby steak.
0: <laughs> right? You know who was a baby in the seventies? just like me? a bird, you just <laughs> yeah, hey,
2: steak. Yeah. What the fuck every fucking chance I got. Give me a steak.
0: Did you say the mom baby birded fucking steak <laughs> into the baby's you it up. mouth?
1: <laughs> and then you spit it. <laughs>
2: get a work am Get to work him in there.
1: Um. That's how, you help, so, that's how you
2: help build strong teeth and bones.
1: Right. You need protein. <laughs> Jesus. So judging by all that, they obviously had been gone since somewhere between breakfast and lunchtime. Mm-hmm. We can make that kind of assumption. So Ruth and Guy were not initially worried. Um, they had spotted several items belonging to Richard lying on the ground. He had like um. A wristwatch, like an expensive wristwatch, as well as his wallet, which contained $21, um, which today would be somewhere around like $115. Whoa. I know. The inflation, man. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fucking $21. Um, they also found Belinda's cigarettes. Uh, there were some fishing poles resting against a tree. And Ruth also noticed the family truck, which was parked, still parked on the road, all of their clothing appeared to still be there, but it was um, missing their swimsuits. Oh, okay. So okay. For, uh... Yeah, So she's not, like, worried at first.
0: What'd you say?
2: Solved you solved it? Wait, Karen solved it. What? She solved it. Who did it? What'd you say? So the fish, the fish, did, fish it? did it? The fish, the did, fish it. did it.
1: The fish did it. The piranhas. That's
2: right. <laughs> I do have a question about this. You say this is a campground. Yeah. This is an actual campground. Why are they parking clear out on the road and happen to walk back
1: That's to the campsite? I was wondering. Well, it's probably primitive camping. Hmm. I've never, I've it might primitive not primitive camping
0: l- and never had to do that once.
1: I'm sorry, did you primitive camp in
0: 1974? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> we know Karen did.
2: <laughs> he was like 18 or something, I don't
1: know. <laughs> oh, she's going to stick her piranhas on you. <laughs> Here's the next episode of Murderers. There you go. It's right here. Playing out before our
0: eyes. <laughs>
2: if anything happens to me, friends, family, Murderers people, it was Karen.
1: <laughs> um, so Ruth actually did start to worry when she found one of Belinda's blouses. It was in her tent. And on her cot, but it was the only piece of clothing that was unfolded. So she picked it up just like, oh, you know, maybe she just took this off. And it was not bloodied or anything like that, but it was completely ripped in half. The shirt was. Like, oh. someone went like this and ripped it, like, in the front.
0: Like Superman in it. Right. And But okay. it was
1: ripped in the back, too. So they Uh-oh. kind of... <laughs> <laughs> they kind of thought that maybe they were just going to use it, like, for a rag later, you know? Because it wasn't bloody or anything. Well, you can use an old T-shirt, a fucking blouse. though? Yeah, I know. Okay, that's a little stretch. It is a stretch, a stretch and a tear.
2: <laughs> oh. oh, okay, you
1: can cut that too, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, want to I'm leaving
2: that. that. <laughs> that's that's gold.
1: Um. So they hung out. Roy and Ruth hung out for about an hour. guys what I say, Roy? You said Roy. <laughs> <laughs> it's guy guy and Ruth hung out for about an hour uh, just to see if they came back. Maybe they were just out swimming, whatever. Um, They did not. So they left the campground and told the police, you know, what was going on. Um, The sheriff, the troopers... Sorry. The Uh Sheriff. Sheriff. Okay. I got it. I got it. Thank you, Karen. The sheriff, troopers, and the District 3 office of the Oregon State Police arrived at the scene. (laughs) <laughs> Unfortunately, um, the case was delayed for about a day due to there being no signs of a, like a struggle. Um, a state trooper officer, Erickson, said that the camp was spooky. Even the milk was still on the table. So a small silver lining is that Belinda's mom, Ruth, found Droopy scratching and whining at the front door of the Copper General Store the next morning. Oh, so no. Droopy survives.
2: No doggy murder in this one. No
1: doggy murder. Thank God. Yes, he found his grandma. Um, an article from the Medford Mail Tribune stated that one witness came forward to report that around around two thirty p.m. on Sunday, September first, they had noticed that Droopy was wandering alone about four miles from the Cowdens' campsite, and then at six thirty p.m. that same day, another witness reported they'd seen Droopy. Walking alone, even further away from the campsite, and I said, I did quotes around. I was gonna Droopy. say, like, Just you're quoting. It was when probably. Can see you. <laughs> I know. I that all the time. But it was probably a Basset Hound around his size, and you, you assume it's Droopy with the situation, right? Like, yeah, not. I mean, no it's, one it's not like Bass they were mouse. like, "Hey, Droopy, nice to see you today." Like, <laughs> what is this, Mayberry? <laughs>
0: I was gonna say, isn't there like a cartoon that's. <laughs> The, the dog's name is Droopy, and he's a basset hound? Yes,
2: yes, there oh, is. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I a was just like, dog. how <laughs> clever of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay.
0: Hanna-Barbera. That's the that was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Cartoon?
1: Cartoon. Cartoon. The search ended up being one of the largest in Oregon history. They got help from state and local police, tons of volunteers, Explorer Scouts, the United States Forest Service, and the Oregon National Guard. The U.S. Forest Service began... Uh, began. Nope. Nope. That's not right. Wait. Hold on. What's an explorer scout? I don't fucking know. <laughs> is that
2: like a boy scout? That's what I was thinking.
1: But maybe it's like like a boy scout that went to college and is done with college now. So now they're like an explorer, an explorer <laughs> man explorer. scout. Explorer man scout. All right. So the U.S. Forest Service uh, was like kind of the heavy hitter... In the search party, they searched 25 miles of roads and trails surrounding the campsite. There were helicopters and planes utilizing infrared technology and infrared photography. I was going to say, in the 70s? Which could detect recently overturned dirt. They even brought in geologists to help because much of the terrain was like old mines which people can just fall into and get hurt
0: that's one of my biggest fears
1: right mine like fall,
2: too falling into an old mine is one of your biggest fears mine too for sure yeah
1: falling into an old mine shaft
0: like you can't nobody's going to know you're down there
1: okay. unless you <laughs> in, unless you uh bring geologists in like they did here for i mean this there's search. no
0: mine shafts in indiana from my assumption but well, what if
1: there were? <laughs> there's got somebody mined here at some point. Mind what, Ashley? I mean, there's mind limestone. Mind your manners, <laughs> ma'am.
0: There's limestone here, but I don't think they m- m- need shafts. <laughs> <laughs> I need
1: shafts. <laughs> <laughs> she does. Okay. Ashley, single everyone. <laughs> she at <Okay. gets> <laughs> Continuing on. Yes, yeah, sorry. The, d- the geologists were there to help guide. Um, guide in the mines while volunteers search for clues. So, like, the volunteers would follow the guys around they'd be hey, like, go this way, and maybe, you know. Uh, despite all of these massive search efforts, law enforcement was unable to find any evidence of a crime. However, oh.
2: However, watch, you got all giddy and jittery <laughs> on at, that read one. Read my
1: notes. Read it, however.
0: Here, hold on. Where is it at?
1: Right here at the top. However. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: wow, this must be a really good Just one. Just read
0: it. Just read it. However, five gays into the search. (laughs) The gays will get it done. Happy Pride Month, everyone. Happy Pride Month. (laughs)
1: Yes. Okay. However, five days into the search, they did state that they were following a lead that indicated the family was no longer in the area. So where this lead came from was not revealed. Um, The first time that the police brought up like it being an abduction publicly, an Oregon State Police Sergeant told the Capitol Journal, quote, it's getting to look really strange. This is about the strangest thing that I've ever seen. It's not logical that a couple like that would take off with two young kids and leave all of their belongings. If the National Guard doesn't find anything, the only thing that we can assume is that they were abducted. So, yeah. With no clues to go on. <laughs> Hold on, Jeremy. Oh, to... I have a question. Am I talking fast? I, no,
2: you're doing You're doing great. I have a question I want to throw in there. So Do it. I understand that. That's Ozzy. Yep. I understand that with the milk sitting on on the table, I think I would have been immediately alert, uh, alerted to something not being right. Because you would think you would leave milk out. Yeah, exactly. But I could see that, like, like, oh, we're gonna go. You said their swimsuits were gone. Yeah. Did anybody check the the water? The I mean, you you said they've been checking mine shafts and all that. Did they go down to the water's edge? I mean, and- I'm
1: assuming that they did, but I mean, there's nothing. They didn't mention that in the search that I read. I would mm-hmm. think that
2: that would be something that they would go check I'm sure, I'm sure they towels yeah you know, something like that. But. Yeah,
1: I'm sure they did. But and they there's got rivers so, here, right? They had so many people searching. It was yeah. hard to keep track of where everybody was looking. That's fair. was They did was mention organized. that as a problem. Yeah. I mean, and they were just tromping through everything. Yeah,
2: which is now they're screwing up anything that might oh, be worth wait. looking for. Just oh, wait. Shit. oh no. right. just we're wait. Oh, shit. We're going to wait. I need to... Yep. Keep my questions till the end. You don't have your pad. I don't. You can't write anything down. down. (laughs) It's it's at home. (laughs) It's
0: not even an iPad. He can't even. He's not even an Apple person. That much
2: iPad. That's just too fancy for me. (laughs) I got me one of them Android tablets. <laughs> the fucky old with the keyboard. keyboard that won't fucking do the right shit. It gets me a asterisk when I want a parenthesis. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: tried to type on it. I was like, "What the
0: fuck is wrong with this keyboard?"
1: Okay, Ashley. Sorry. I'm so sorry, Ashley. I'm I'm like scrolling now. I gotta find my spot again. Um. Okay. So, with no clues to go on, the police told the... I already read that. Nope, I did not. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the five gays.
1: <laughs> they solved the crime <clears throat> and said Pride Month. Pride Month. With no clues to go on, <clears throat> the police... The, the police... that girl water. The police told the Associated Press that they were realigning their focus on what happened to the family rather than where they are. So, they halted searches at this time. I believe that was like seven days in.
0: I feel like that's the same kind of question, though.
1: Well, I think they, they were stopping searches and they were going to do more like investigative work. Into, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, when they searched the family's uh, home in White City, nothing seemed out of place. The fridge was full of groceries. It appeared that they planned on coming back at the end of their trip. So, this uh, combined with the fact that they were not in any financial trouble... Uh, Ruled out the thought that maybe Belinda and Richard just bailed to, like, start fresh somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, kidnap for ransom was quickly ruled out as no one in the family really had any money, so. (laughs) That'll do it. Right. Um, Police actually brought in, I think they said four psychics, but that also did not lead anywhere either. Um, A $2,000 reward, which, guess how much it is in today's money? Oh, so much money. $2,000. How much do you think it is today? This was in
0: 1974. If $21 equals $100. $115. $115. How much does $2,000 equal? So 21's close to 25. She's and mathing. 25 She's mathing right now. <laughs> in 100 four times. Uh-huh. So yep. I mean, and how many times is 100 in 2000? 20. 20. So 20 times. This is oh, taking longer I this is where I got I messed thought. up. I I'd don't do it. math. This is why I'm a librarian a and not a mathematician. <laughs> You want to just throw a number out there? You want to throw a number out there? Ten thousand dollars.
1: You want to guess or no?
2: What? No. Just go. Just tell me. Ten thousand nine hundred and
0: eighty-nine
1: dollars. I fucking did. Ding, 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 and you win that high five.
0: I should be a mathematician. Apparently, that was a guess. A
1: math guesser.
2: A math guesser.
1: I can just say numbers. Just say numbers. She's a number reciter. Um, okay. So a $2,000 reward was put up for any information regarding the family's disappearance. The Oregon State Police and Jackson County Police conducted interviews with over 150 individuals in their early investigation. So as if police are already like struggling to gain headway in this case, hunting season was right around the corner. Uh-oh. So the area would soon be the destination for many people flooding in to yes. hunt. Trample. Yes. uh trampling over evidence, <laughs> and erasing any clues that might uh, be hidden in the woods. I think I'm just a mind reader. Kill, trampled. <laughs> nope, wrong again. <laughs> Karen, you're so
0: close, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm <so> close. <laughs> it,
1: it, it's not, it's simpler than you think. Um, with this in mind, Richard Cowden's sister... <laughs> Richard Cowden's sister wrote into to the Medford Mail Tribune pleading that hunters be alert to anything that could be connected to a man, a woman. Is he okay?
0: Jerry's
2: beating
1: him up.
0: Bye, Karen. Bye, Karen. It was nice meeting you. Nice meeting I meeting you
1: love your me, theories. Uh, Raiders <laughs> suck. <laughs> That's all I have to say. For the Don't edit that yeah. out. <laughs> so we'll leave that one in. We can leave that one in. <laughs> Bye guys.
0: Bye, nice meeting the both of you. See later. you later. out <laughs> of
1: here, you never Yeah, I'll never finish oh. cuz I'll keep saying stuff. We knew what we were in for.
2: That's right. This is exactly what you wanted.
0: Yeah, fans, this is what you were in for, yeah. for this special event. <laughs> That's heckling.
1: <laughs> okay. So, with this in mind, Richard Cowden's sister wrote in to the Medford Mail Tribune pleading that hunters be alert to, quote, anything that could be connected to a man, woman, a five-year-old child, or a five-month-old baby. Even though we try not to let our hopes dwindle, that as they will be found alive, we ask that you will even... I hate reading quotes. <clears throat> You're doing great. Thank you. Even though we try not to let our hopes dwindle that they will be found alive, we ask that you will even check freshly turned piles of earth. We truly appreciate any clue or help that some hunter might find, may find. That I, might. See,
2: that, to me, that's brilliant. You know that the, these right. hunters are going to be in this area. And, and it's the 70s.
1: They're reading the paper. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was really smart of her. So, the area where they went missing was on the line between, like, a state park and a national forest. So, there were some, like, weird jurisdictional things going on, too, that kind of made the investigation, like, you know, you run into hiccups there as well. Um, Over 200 citizens wrote to the Oregon senator at the time, Mark Hatfield, requesting that he involve the FBI. But the petition was Denied on the grounds that there was, quote, no evidence that the Cowdens had been kidnapped or taken across state lines. They're fucking missing.
2: Yeah, but there's no evidence.
1: Yeah, to yeah prove but it's that right somebody... on the California Oregon, like, border. It's like, mm, fucking ass. Just in case. Just bring him in just in case. Just in case.
2: But there's no evidence to prove that they were abducted.
0: They're missing. They've been abducted. Okay.
1: At the time there were a total of eight other reported missing women in Washington and Oregon. Whoa. Yeah. And the law enforcement attempted to seek like a connection between those disappearance those disappearances and the Cowden family, but actually the eight other women ended up being linked to Ted Bundy.
2: Hmm. Oh. Yeah.
1: Uh, Police eventually sent Richard's wallet and Belinda's blouse to the lab for testing, looking for, like, fingerprints, blood, or just anything to give them a fresh lead. In... What? (laughs) You could hear you scratching your
0: face Thursday.
1: Oh. So, in August of 2020 there was a former state police detective named Richard Davis who was interviewed and um, talked about his involvement in the case. So that's where a lot of this information comes from. So Davis said a few early suspects were quickly eliminated and we will talk about them a little bit later. But with no new leads, the case went cold for months and officers began to lose hope. Davis said, we got some of the strangest, most bizarre calls tips where Calls and tips. No. We got some of the strangest, most bizarre calls. Tips where they were and what they were doing. Dot, dot, dot. Oh. They were seen in Seattle. They were seen in San Francisco. They were not. End quote. Oh, that was, oh, that was a whole fucking quote. Yeah, that's why it was so hard. He's saying all these things, but it's like a man thinking and talking, so it's not like, it's like Men choppy. shouldn't think or talk. No, they should hey. not. <laughs> They should shut up and listen to women. God. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've heard that before. Oh, you just upset Bobby. <laughs> okay. Thank God.
1: Okay. Around seven months later, on April 12th, 1975, two gold prospectors from Forest Grove, Oregon were hiking near Carberry Creek. <laughs> Carberry. When they discovered the decomposing body of an adult male tied to a tree. <gasps> ...on a steep hillside. Davis states... <laughs> Davis states... They started up a little game trail from the level camp spot up the hill, and there was a skull. Right then, I immobilized everyone I can get. I need help. I am only one man. I cannot search the forest. I need help, he said. In a small cave nearby... What?
2: No, I'm just listening. I'm trying to figure out how how far away from the campsite. I'll tell you. Okay.
1: Um, In a small cave nearby, the bodies of an adult female, a child, and an infant were also discovered. This location was around seven miles from the campsite they were staying at. Due to the time passed, dental records were used to determine these bodies were in fact the bodies of Richard, Belinda, David, and Melissa. And these two uh, prospectors actually received half of the $2,000 reward for discovering the bodies. Oh, really? Mm Mm-hmm. 1,000 bucks. That's $5,426 today. (laughs) Uh, Investigators bagged everything down to the mineral soil, but there really wasn't much evidence. All that was left was one single bullet. So they, like, did uh, metal detecting, too. So all that was left was one single bullet belonging to a... Marlin manufactured rifle. So Davis says, We were looking for anybody that had purchased that weapon and that could have fired that shot. A weapon that could have fired that shot. Davis said, <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate quotes. I'm so sorry. But why you got to use them. It,
0: yeah, why do you say that twice? I don't know. He's really trying to get, get the camera in that point
1: across. Someone made that shot. <clears throat> um, the autopsies revealed that Belinda and David were killed by a 22 caliber gunshot wounds. <laughs> yep, gunshot wounds from a 22 caliber. Five month old Melissa had died from wait trigger warning. Five month old Melissa had died from severe head trauma. Oh my god. As for Richard, law enforcement thinks that he might um he might have died at the site where his body was found, but the medical authorities were unable to determine his actual cause of death, just decomposition. Yeah, and,
0: kind
1: of, yeah. Um, Investigators believe that Belinda and their two children could have potentially been killed elsewhere and then later dragged and concealed in that cave. So police knew that it was a possibility that Richard maybe was a family annihilator. So they searched the area knowing that if this were the case, the murder weapon would, like, have been present somewhere. Yeah. Like, somewhere in the... 15-year-olds riding golf carts. <laughs> but police never found the murder weapon or weapons in the area, so that idea was quickly ruled out. Um,
0: well, and he was tied to a tree, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. How's to, gonna if you're just going to Yeah,
1: if you're just going to kill yourself, you're not going to go through all of that. No. So police believe that when Richard and David got back from buying milk, the family went swimming and then after returning to their campsite sometime before noon, they were abducted at gunpoint by someone that they did not know. They believe they were forced into a car, driven to the area where they were found, and forced up that hill where they were ultimately killed. So one of the police um, said the investigation was delayed at least around, he said around a day, due to there not being signs of a struggle. And I'm wondering if that was just a search delay because they did... Like I said, they did multiple interviews on September 1st, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, the day that they were last seen at the store and the day that they were reported missing by Belinda's mother. So a family in Los Angeles stated that they had arrived at the campground, they being the family from Los Angeles, not the Cowden family. They arrived at the campground around 5 p.m. that day on the 1st. But when they were walking into the park, they witnessed two men and one woman parking nearby in a pickup truck. And the father from this L.A. family said, they acted like they were waiting for us to leave, and frankly, they made us nervous, so we moved on. An elderly couple also came forward and reported that they had noticed that truck on September 1st parked near a cemetery around somewhere like halfway between the location of the Cowden's campsite and where their bodies were actually found. So the truck was said to be filled with people and there was also a Basset Hound chasing it. Oh. Oh. Yeah, police were never never able to confirm if that was actually Droopy or not. So, it was Droopy. I don't you know why they was. say police couldn't confirm that was Droopy, but then earlier, you know, they, they were like, like, "Oh yeah, it's Droopy, droopy. follow, was following." You know, That's we saw so Droopy. That's so
0: sad because it's like if it that dog like, could my talk, yeah. yeah,
1: that would be solved.
2: Yeah, they took him in the truck. They took him in the truck. Mm. Droopy.
1: Yeah. So, based on the location of Belinda and the children's bodies inside the cave, Lieutenant Kazar, which is a lead detective, sorry, was a lead detective on the case, believed that the person responsible was a local and that they would have had to be familiar with the area and know the location of the cave already. So, after the family's remains were recovered, a a volunteer from the search party told police that back in September... He had searched that cave and that there were no bodies there. What? Yeah. So law enforcement had the man show them what cave that he's talking about that he had searched. And it was, in fact, the cave where their bodies were found. So they were not there during the initial initial search. They were had to have been held somewhere else.
2: Well, you did say they did a 25-mile search, right? Yep. So that, that was one of my questions. It's like if they were only seven miles away... And they were searching this stuff. I mean, you would think that they would have would have found him, but right, especially they, if he's tied to a tree.
1: Right, and they only searched for those initial six days, okay? So then they stopped the ground search. So if they were being held for those six days in some barn somewhere right. and then brought out afterwards, they can't determine that because it had been seven months. So they can't do it down yeah. to the day as far as decomp yeah. knowing like, oh, they were killed right then or they were held for seven days alive somewhere. Right.
0: Well, and especially with the bodies in the cave, there's no weathering, so they can't even, like, even if they wanted to. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. But they weren't there. It's fucking They bad, weren't there. Um, okay. So, as far as suspects, they looked into David's biological father briefly, but with nothing linking him to the crime, they quickly ruled him out. Um, Richard even... They they had an amicable relationship, him and David's father. Okay. So there was, like, no bad blood there at all. Um, Richard Cowden's father actually committed suicide a few months after oh, the bodies were discovered. No. This did, like, raise suspicions with police, but he was cleared pretty quickly as well. He was just distraught with the situation, the lack of closure, no movement in the case. He just couldn't handle it anymore.
2: It's got to be... Uh, I can't even imagine how tough that would be. I
1: can't imagine losing a child. Yep. I mean... Uh, what what next you know yeah um oregon state police ventured to california to question 26 year old james arthur doan um he was arrested for hitchhiking in iowa he was accused of stabbing a 24 year old man to death in eureka which i believe is in yes northern california that was on september 1st 1974 so that was the same day they disappeared California authorities not only thought that he killed this man in Eureka, but also another man in Northern California the following day. That's when he fled to Iowa, where he was arrested for hitchhiking. So he's a pretty good suspect.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, Different M.O., but same basic area and right at the exact same time. So um, he was actually ruled out later that year. 1974, as he passed a polygraph and officials found out that he was not close enough to Copper, Oregon to have committed all of the murders that he was being accused of. Mm -hmm. Eureka was about two hours from Copper. So it just wouldn't have worked out time-wise. In 1980, law enforcement considered Dwayne Lee Little as a suspect. He would have been 25 at the time of the family's disappearance. So let's do a little background check on this human piece of garbage. Oh boy. In 1964... At the tender age of 16, Little had raped and murdered teenager, not Olivia, Orla Fay Phipps. Little Orla Fay Phipps. Isn't that a cute name?
0: That is a cute name.
1: He was convicted and later paroled from the Oregon State Penitentiary in Salem on May 24, 1974. So that was just three months before the Cowdens disappeared. State police were able to determine that Little had been in that area over Labor Day weekend, and even at the approximate time that the family, the Cowden family, disappeared.
0: That's fucked up.
1: Yeah, Little's, Little's girlfriend told law enforcement that he had a 22-caliber gun during the Christmas time of 1974. This was a parole violation, so on January 12, 1975, his parole was revoked, so he was sent back to jail. But don't fear. Little was paroled again in <laughs> April oh of 1977. <laughs> this was barely one month later. <clears throat> nope. Nope. That's not right. So barely one month later on June 9- June 2nd, 1980, he picked up a pregnant 23-year-old named Margie Hunter. Margie's car had broken down near Portland, Oregon. Little sexually assaulted and beat the crap out of her miraculously margie and her unborn child survived little was charged and convicted of attempted homicide and sentenced to three consecutive life sentences oh then they finally got him right they're like just kill one more person and then we'll be good and we'll put you behind forever um so knowing this information cops now believed that the two men and the woman in the truck that was reportedly seen by the uh, Los Angeles family, Mm -hmm. that that was in fact Little and his mother and father. So their truck matched the description provided by those families. What? Yes. And a miner who owned a cabin nearby claimed that Little and his parents stopped by on Monday, September 2nd, so the day after, and signed a guest book that he kept for visitors. But Little and his parents denied any knowledge of the Cowden's disappearance. Wait, how did his mom and dad get involved in this? They were with him. They were pieces of shit, too? Well, probably. I don't know. They were, they were with him at that area at that time. Huh. <clears throat> Unfortunately, in 1978, construction on the Applegate Reservoir Dam began. This meant that the town of Copper would be flooded and all of the woods in, around Carberry Creek would soon be underwater. So by the time that they suspected Little, the reservoir had already been filled, and the crime scene, along with any evidence, had been Uh, flooded and washed away. Yeah, because it was two years after. Little's mother apparently owned a gun that was the same brand of bullet that was found at the scene, but this gun was never recovered. Okay, so this part is where it gets kind of weird. Like, I found two different names of an inmate who shared... A cell with little, and I don't know if it was two separate people who mm-hmm. he confessed the crime to or if it was just misreported and it's one of these guys, but I'll say both their names. So, Floyd Forsberg uh. or Rusty Kettle.
2: Rusty Kettle? <laughs> May
1: I caress your Rusty Kettle? <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. Salad Fingers? Okay, sorry. Floyd Forsberg or Rusty Kelly, or, and, or, who knows? Um, shared a cell with Little and later claimed that Little confessed to the Cowden murders. So despite the tons and tons of circumstantial evidence, Little has never been charged with the murders of the Cowden family, nor has anybody else. So Little is still alive as of June 2021. He's 72 or 73, probably 73, still serving out his sentence in Oregon State Penitentiary. And this case is running on 50 years unsolved. Wow. Yeah. And that is the story of the no closure of the Cowden family murders. What do you think? Questions?
2: I'm still still working over the whole parents in the truck thing. Yeah.
0: What the fuck is that?
2: Is it possible that the parents didn't know he had went back? It's and taken them entire. and then had them hidden somewhere. You know, maybe they had a camping site somewhere and he took the truck to go get some milk. Yeah. And maybe he saw them there and he followed them back, nabbed them, took them somewhere. hmm And I'm assuming tortured them and God knows whatever, whatever else. hmm And then went back later and then put them...
1: Yeah, but his, them out his parents are obviously vouching for him, giving him an alibi, saying right. like he was with us the whole time. We don't know anything about it, so, right. you know, even if he did go get milk or whatever. They're still,
2: I mean, it just, I, I, yeah. I mean, that is one fucked up family. If that's, yeah, if they yeah. All, if they all did it like yeah.
1: together. I love my
0: kids, but I would never vouch for them if they were a fucked up human being.
1: No, you just be honest. I mean, you just be honest.
0: Jeremy, would you cover for your kids?
2: Fuck yeah, I would. Would you really? Yes, I would. Bobby,
1: would you cover for your kids?
0: If they murdered someone? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I
2: don't know how one person could take
0: four people. Exactly. Yeah. That, so. Well, you're, yeah. you're looking Well, if at... you have a gun yeah.
1: and you put it to the kid's head, everybody's going to do whatever you say. Yeah.
2: That's True. exactly right.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's
2: insane.
1: Yeah, it's a lot.
2: But obviously the bodies were somewhere else and were brought back.
1: Yeah, yeah, because that guy searched, and I didn't say what day. If it was the first, second, third, fourth day, or whatever, but during that initial search, that cave was searched, right. and they were not there. Right.
0: So I wonder and, how closely he was keeping an eye on everything, because he would have had to have known that it's already searched. So it's cool
1: to. Well, and I'm dump sure the they evidence. were being public about it, like. <clears throat> you know, oh, breaking news, police have stopped the search for the yeah. this local family that went missing six days ago, gearing investigation towards blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he's running. He's running. Where's he going? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and then he sees that on the news and he's like, oh, okay, so I can get out in the woods tonight and I can take. But again, he would have had to transport all those bodies from wherever they were. By himself, that's a lot. That's a lot, a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, but he was 26, unlikely. too. Right. And it was two young kids, a woman, and there was only one man, so... Right, right, right. It's it's definitely plausible and doable. Yeah, so that's... That's that. That's pretty gnarly. It is gnarly. There's just
2: so much that doesn't make sense with this case.
1: Well, yeah, and that's, again, unfortunately with unsolved cases, there's just... There just doesn't... Yeah. There's just no... None of it makes sense. No, and that's why they can't piece it together, because it's just random shit that they're trying to link, and it just can't do it. I mean, I think this little guy is... I think he probably did it. It's just like the the last week's episode, you know? The little guy. The little guy always does it.
0: <laughs> it's always the little guy.
1: Oh, okay. Is right. that it? Good case. Good yeah, case. any yeah. other... Good comments, job. concerns, no. So, before we wrap things up, uh, we're going to give a shout-out to the other members of the Golden Mojo Network of Podcasts. We've got Golden Image Podcast. Woo! The, the Call Guys. Woo! And Tootsop, <laughs> United States of Paranormal. Woo! Jeremy. Do you want to talk about Golden Image? I
2: can talk about Golden Image. Golden Image is a podcast that uh, goes out on adventures, so that we can get you excited and dropping those dollars and all of oh. your local, <laughs> all of your local venues. We know where Ashley said that. <laughs> we want you to go out and spend your spend your money on local places that uh, you know are Shop owned local. by owned mm-hmm. by really good people and. You know, well we cover some other stuff too, so it's not always just about the little guy. We like to Yeah, I we mean we like to venture into
1: mm-hmm, exciting absolutely. stuff. Um so are you sad now after hearing that case? Uh, you can head over to the Call Guys. Uh the Call Guys is hosted by Gunner and Colton. They discuss movies, TV shows, and anything else, pop culture. You may oh Yep, you are gonna see a crossover that we have f- officially written down on the calendar to record. We have, so get we ready. are crossing over to.
2: It's gonna the be, dogs. it's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, gonna, it working is. with Gunner and Colton, and I've done it in episode ten. It's yeah, a lot of fun.
1: We actually we have a few crossovers planned for this summer slash fall season. So, um, yeah keep a keep an eye out for those. We've got quite a few coming up. So, maybe you still want to be a little down and creepy and creeped out if that's the case. (laughs) Uh, Jeremy and Alicia host um, the United States of Paranormal with Team Tejas, their Texas partners, Logan, Matt, and Bose. They. Do you want to do your hand signals? Go on a road trip across the country, <laughs> <laughs> telling tales of hauntings, cryptids, cryptids and weird places. Such from a hard word for state. everyone. Cryptid. I, get it right. I you want to stay you want to say cryptics.
2: I do, and I did in the one episode <laughs> and I got called out.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, so links and social media for all of these podcasts can be found in um, our show notes and also on our social media pages. So. Go support our small podcast network. The more support, the more we grow, the better the content mm-hmm. that we can present to you. Do you have anything that you would like to tell us? Do you have a case that you would like to research? Us? Us? You don't have to research. We'll do it. Uh, for a future episode, <laughs> you can contact us at our email, at gmail.com, or you can search for Murd on all popular social media. If you would rather be anonymous with your opinions, um, in our bios on all source, Mm -hmm. all social media platforms is a Linktree account. I didn't know what Linktree was until Alicia told me. (laughs) So you can click and find um, at the top of our a link to a survey at the top. So it's completely anonymous, and while you're on our social media pages, you can find photos, maps, and just uh, information on cases that we cover. So, don't forget to subscribe to us anywhere that you enjoy listening. If you listen on Spotify, if you listen on Apple, please rate and review within the app. Please. This helps us so much. It's the best way to support us, for any of the podcasts. Um, it is completely free, and it helps us move up in the charts, and it gets us noticed for ads and sponsors, which we just timed out on our ads, so we do need a little more momentum so we can get another ad um, offered to us. If you would like to support the podcast with monies, um, you can pledge a monthly donation of 99 cents. Benjamin four ninety nine cash or nine ninety nine. Who's on the ten dollar bill?
2: That one guy. Alexander <laughs> Hamilton.
0: His name is Alexander
1: Hamilton.
0: There's a million things. <laughs> <to> <laughs> you probably you
1: probably can't sing that. Oh <laughs>
0: Yet. Stop there.
1: <laughs> any likeliness to anything is completely of coincidence. <laughs> Maybe not
2: hold rights to any of the following things. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. Um, so you can pledge those monthly donations. Um, this helps us at Murder Nerds with equipment, merch, licensing, and anything that we need to help make Murder Nerds possible. Cheers. Like chairs. <laughs> like chairs, which we are getting soon. Um, this is not... No help to you guys. Yeah. We're just going three ways on them, and we're just going to buy them. (laughs) What's happening?
0: It's a weird three-way. It's a
1: chair three-way. One chair, three people. (laughs) Stay tuned.
0: Jerry just spit his drink out. (laughs) No, I swallowed like a good boy. (laughs) gross.
1: (laughs) I'm telling Bobby... Oh, God. Flash married him. We do not do this to make money, believe it or not. <laughs> Jeremy doesn't swallow
0: to make money. It's pure enjoyment. It's
1: only for enjoyment. Oh, my God. That's, and it takes a lot of energy and time <laughs> for him to do that. <laughs> so the small amount that we make from Jeremy's oh. videos that he makes.
0: Oh, wow, making videos.
1: <laughs> Uh, okay, sorry. The smaller. Amount...
0: only fans is OnlyFans.com. dot com. Golden slash... J.
1: <laughs> Golden, Golden Shower J. <laughs> oh.
2: Okay, now we've crossed the line. <laughs> okay, all right.
1: Um. Okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So the small amount of money that we do make off of ad revenue is going right back into the studio to make it bigger, better, and um, it just improve the quality for our listeners. So if you can show your support by pledging a donation each month or you can purchase some awesome merch from our Merd Merch shop located within our social medias. Yes. So do that too. We have our limited edition Camp Murder Nerds t-shirt coming out I, well I'm assuming by the time of this recording it's already gonna drop right? oh yeah D- are we did it's, we put it's in a out promo as of,
0: it's out as of I did oh okay uh-huh. as of episode 26
1: okay it's out
0: so then so last can,
1: episode they can look for the promo on what Facebook like our social medias yep Okay. On all so, yeah. our social media. Find that promo. Buy that shirt. fucking shirt.
2: Get out there and buy it. It is a limited edition. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. We're only making five.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know how many we're printing. But, oh, we're printing to order. Yep. Yep, we're printing to order. So, if you get one, you get one. And if you don't order one, you don't get one. And then it's over, probably mid-July. So... Yeah, and then you're never going to have one unless you buy one
0: for $11,000 on. From someone who was smart enough to buy one at the beginning. Yeah, so. so like, just do it. Our first limited edition shirt. <laughs> that would be me.
1: Because I'm going to order a bunch. <laughs> He's going to sell them like next year or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, well, do want,
2: I do want one. I need to get mine ordered. I'm going to get one,
1: too. Yep. Me, too. <laughs> And we actually, we, I mean, we have to buy them, so... We're, yeah, we do. We are buying them as well. Um, so, that's it for me. That's it for me.
0: Jeremy, is that it for you?
1: Yes. All right. Well, until next time, stay safe out there. Bye. bye.